Roll it. The internet is so fast, and it's all about the quick headline and the quick share and the clickbait and everything else. What's the data to support that people are actually entering the queues or actually coming and and serving? Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology with your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. It's time to let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye along here with Jeremy Smith. Phil Schneider is on sabbatical and blessing Bofu has gone missing. No, not really. He isn't missing. Well, kind of. He is. He Maybe he'll come on while we're doing the podcast. In any event, it's been awesome, awesome having Blessing on and uh, he'll definitely be back in the future as well as Phil. In any event, you know, I was kind of looking through the news feeds and we've talked about social media news in the past and how, you know, people share crazy stuff that isn't true. And there's the whole fake news thing and there's Snopes and all these different things. And, you know, the thought occurred to me, Jeremy, is how we're the the internet formerly known as the super information highway, the super information. Yeah. That's it. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. Information superhighway. I remember people talking about the internet early on and, you know, all this knowledge and information at the, at the tip, at your fingertips. And it was this amazing thing. And it is because at one time you'd have a bookshelf and it was full of encyclopedias, right? If you were privileged enough to have that in your home and it had what they decided was important bits of information, volumized that you could look up and read about, right? And now we have that, like times millions, not only important information, but trivial information and goofy information and, and cool things. There's, it's, it's everywhere, right? It's, it's an amazing thing. It is this huge pipeline of data and information, right? No longer, e- even to this day, sometimes I, I, I laugh at myself because we'll be discussing something as a family or with a friend and you have this question and it like dawns upon you wait a second, you pull out your phone, you Google it, and instead of debating or talking about something for a little while or speculating as to what truth is, you can just as easily Google it and know know, know about it in just a few seconds, right? So much information. However, it feels like that has become a two-edged sword in our world. Because information is so readily available, it feels like there has been somewhat of a degree of laziness, it would seem, Jeremy, whereby... We share these things, we talk about these things, and we're just too lazy to actually look it up and see whether or not it's true. I would say that there, more often than not, um, people, let me give you a little background. I, I am part of several different Facebook groups and love to chat about stuff. And in my own mind, I'm very much an analytical, statistical kind of person. Shocker, I know. And people will make comments and try to defend their arguments. And I'll be honest, I don't know most things about most things. Um, But I, what I am good at is working through problems and coming to reasonable conclusions about stuff. And so a lot of times what happens is this argument that happens over something theological, um, something about, the best way to do parenting or um, being like a Christian or who knows what it's about. And then people get riled up and they get upset. And as this wonderful internet, we found people will start to um, try to defend their side of the story with honor and um, try to come to some kind of a, you will um, agree with me no matter what kind of a mentality. 
And the difficult part about that is, is they start to make claims like it's always the case, um, whether they're trolling or they just don't want to lose the argument or they really believe it in that moment. And in my mind, I'm like, almost always the case that, that something doesn't seem true about that. Um, we were just recently talking about in a, a video game forum, and obviously it's a video game forum, but we were talking about church and the conversation of what kind of video game would you ask your pastor to um, play? Like what would be the first video game you would suggest that they play? And the conversation very quickly delved into churches are not supportive of the arts and of video games and all that culture. And it's hard to go into that and to support people. And someone made the comment that almost all churches, most churches are that way. I hear that and my sense of doubt kind of kicks in of, I, I feel like, most churches that doesn't seem right if that was the case then jesus is coming back around the corner in just a minute because that's actually something that in scripture he talks about is very a very very good thing and so if it if it's degraded that much then we really need to be concerned about that so i challenged them i'm like where did you get this statistic and they're like well that's just what i experienced Hmm. that's we have this opinion that we experience it that way, but I don't think it's necessarily yeah. true. And, and there are, and I feel like that that is one of the same problem, right? The inability to go and actually follow up with it. Like as of, as of late, I have been going out of my way to follow particular channels, forums, like whatever. I don't know what you want to call it. There's so many different ways to, to, I've been following multiple streams of information on the internet, and I have picked these based on the fact that I appreciate their objectivity and their their um, consideration of hard data, right? Like the facts of the matter, not speculation, not what you feel like, which which interestingly enough, you mentioned that, you know, they said that was in my experience. That is, as humans, that is our number one source of how we view the world is through our own experience. However, it is the most uh, unreliable piece of information is our experience. Um, so that's an interesting dichotomy that's going on, right? Really flip-flopped. And I feel like what you've outlined is very similar to what I was saying, right? Where people are making assumptions and they're just you know, reading headlines. And, and I'm the first to admit, this has happened probably twice this week. I popped off saying something. I was like, oh, interesting fact, blah, 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 blah. And my kids were like, you know, somebody was like, you know, ask where that came from. And my reply has to be, you know, I wish I would have clicked a little bit more because I just read the headline. And as you know, that can often be misleading. Um, And so today I actually clicked on the headline. I took a little closer look and I was slightly puzzled at my own foolishness because the data, right, the stats within the article did not really follow the headline as closely as the headline wanted you to believe, right? But because I dug a little bit deeper, I looked a little bit harder, I was able to find the actual information, the actual data. Um, and it did, but but it, it took some intentionality on my part. And uh, the reason I thought this would be interesting to discuss, I not only wanted to hear your thoughts on it, Jeremy, and I, I love how you brought up the, you know, I, I talked about people quoting sources on the internet, and you're, you bring up people quoting one another on social media, right? And so that just creates this gang effect where, yeah, you know, that's my experience too. It must be true, right? Um, I think as Christians, we really 
we really should be lovers of truth and we should not be fearful of, you know, of the facts, so to speak. And that's why I brought this up because it seems like we should be the first people saying, hey, what's true? What's real? What's the real data say about any given thing? Well, and, and I'm going to take it even one step further because I think we should be lovers of truth. And I also think if I take my theological mindset too, that sometimes the truth that we even experience is actually incorrect. Um, so in my personal understanding of faith, um, I think that God will impart a lot of desires on your hearts. He will lead your path in a certain way. I don't think that he's going to tell you everything you need to do, but I don't think that it's just you picking and deciding all that. And there's a whole theological implication of Wesleyan and Calvinism and all that stuff. But um, I do think that uh, at, when I was in college, I had said, you know what, I'm going to do computer program. I'm really good at uh, science stuff. I'm really good at computer stuff and the statistical information. And so I went for my computer engineering degree. And then I, um, along the way, I got into ministry and doing stuff at the college and stuff at my hometown. And all of a sudden, um, in praying to God and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life and having kind of a little bit of a hiccup in the process of not staying with the relationship I was in, um, I was able to step back and evaluate what was really going on, what God was really trying to say for me. And that's when I got into ministry, which then led me into counseling. And there is no way you could have convinced me in high school that I would have been someone that wanted to go talk to people. That was the last thing on my mind. And so if you were to talk about like what is true, um, the truth is I did not want to interact with people as much as possible. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily say like, I'm so excited to talk with people now, but I think that my passion for what I'm doing now is something that was given to me by God. Um, and so I think that this idea of truth sometimes is also masked by the fact that I think that God can do great things in us, even beyond what we ourselves kind of expect. I think that, I mean, you look at the Bible and what happened with, um, Joshua, what happened with um, Gideon, these were all things that these people did not expect to do. Um, Even King David, whenever he was supposed to just be a shepherd boy, and he ended up being um, God's most beloved person, and he was just supposed to kind of hang out in the field and not do anything else. And so when we look at the internet and all these data points and um, the all, even all the Christian stuff, Snopes, but also like, um, what's that research company, Pew Research, and then Barna, the one that wrote the book, Unchrist Barna, yeah. Um, even in all these statistics, we have to be careful because the facts might point to something and what God is revealing might actually point to something else. Right, yeah, no, I agree. You, you, you know, facts, statistics, everyone knows that those things can be twisted and they can be presented in such a way that creates leaning, et cetera. So I absolutely agree. I mean, that, that, and that's a good point to bring up. Um, I guess ultimately my thought is that as Christians, that needs to be, you know, especially online before we're sharing stuff, before we're talking about what we read online, that we do, do make that effort to understand, you know, what, what we're talking about. Um, and in, in, in addition to that, maybe also like even how you've outlined, be be a little bit tempered in it, right? Because not everything is quite as black and white as as we may think that they are, you know. Even our own biases that we have too, right? Absolutely, and as a country, you know, um, as, as as so many different things. 
uh, assumptions could be made, et cetera. And so we, we should, I believe, temper with some humility and some, some care and respect. But I think the first step before even all of that is just like being a little bit, a little bit more critical, not a bad critical, but a, is this really true? Like, what, what are some of the facts? You know, if, 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 uh, there was an, if someone opposed this statement or this argument or this fact, what would that look like? And how can I look at it a little bit, a little bit more objectively, right? Um, instead of just sharing it and acting as though something is fact that may not be, and it may be just that your personal experience lines up with someone's poorly accumulated data does not make it factual. I mean, here's one good example. I think that there, I think there's a whole guide to statistical understanding that I would love to spend time on and probably way beyond what you're asking here. But I think that the conversation of um, understanding what actually is being said is really important. So if you see a research study um, that says, hey, caffeine is definitely um, going to help us live longer, so you should definitely be drinking right. more. And you look at the study, and they um, pulled 20 people from America that was drinking like 50 cups of coffee a day, and now they're drinking 45, and they're being healthy, but they're still drinking coffee. Technically, that supports the claim that they made, and they only tested 25 or 30 people instead of like an actually statistical number like 20,000 people across a whole bunch of different ethnicities um, all of a sudden, we see how things are pretty skewed in what's actually being presented. Right. Or even looking at people's quotes, you know, even beyond statistical scope, but looking at quotes, you know, asking yourself, well, what else did they say? And when did they say it? Because all of that, all of that, or a lot of that can be important, right? You can quote, you know, somebody from Twitter. Well, how long ago was that? What was going on? Right. You know, if it's, if it's a recent tweet, you might have something to stand on, right? Um, if if you're you know leery about something or or, or someone, right? Um, but if it was a long time ago, well, what's happened in their life? Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't believe that anymore. We, we we've touched on that a little bit in uh, previous podcasts as well. Is you know uh, keeping that in mind as we bring as as uh, we're very public in what we share. But even when we look in the history books, you know, we say, oh well, you know this this. Uh, this person in history was wonderful. This is what they believed in, and this is the, this is what they stood for. It's like, well, if, if you look a little closer, that, that isn't necessarily the case. But again, whether it be statistic data, whether it be historical data, whatever it may be, I think that's important that we think through that a little bit. And in a day and an age that is moving so fast, and the internet is so fast, and it's all about the quick headline and the quick share and the clickbait and everything else, we need to think twice before we before we start shouting some things from the mountaintops. I mean, here's a good example of a person that I know we talk to a lot with from church mag, uh, Nils Smith talks about how VR is the next big thing. And I think VR is really good. Um, but definitely promoting this idea that you should be jumping on the bandwagon today. Now he does have a company that happens to deal in, streaming services and churches and then also is doing a lot of vr applications as well and so temper that a little bit but then also how many churches are not doing streaming well or not doing youtube well or not doing marketing well and now the promotion is hey you should also be jumping into streaming or i heard someone say that you need to be getting into um linkedin oh wow 
in what, what in the world? Where, like LinkedIn is going to be the next biggest thing for social media. And if you're not doing video on LinkedIn, you're not doing it right. You're missing out on so much traffic for your church. I'm thinking most people on LinkedIn are looking for jobs. And so unless you're looking for employees, churches probably won't be benefiting too much. In fact, what's the data to support that people are actually entering the pews or actually coming in and serving? And, and if we're being honest, if we're really kind of looking at this objectively, um, churches' return on investment is supposed to be actually engaging and giving ties and volunteering and um, saying yes to Jesus. And is LinkedIn the best place to get those kind of people? Have a hard time saying yes to. Oh, that. I, I I agree. I I think that uh, that I, I've said it a lot of times before, and that is when it comes to church marketing and social media and and all the different things. Right. You 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 don't need to really worry about that too much, because if your church is doing something worth talking about, that will all happen naturally. That'll take place. People will share your stuff. People will will will. You know, share YouTube videos and all the different things, right? Um, should you ignore those channels? Probably not. That, that, that wouldn't be wise. Clearly, we, we talk about those things here on Church Mac. Those are important things. We, we are online. We need to talk about these things. But my point is that we have more, much more important things to be focusing on, I'm afraid. And it's, and it's really easy to get sidetracked with some of this stuff. And so... So, yeah. So for me, when I hear someone say that, that like you definitely are missing out, I, I get a little concerned. Like, why is it that they, that that's their mantra? What are they trying to get at? And then also, what are they yeah, trying to get I heard someone once say, I thought this was very wise of them. And they were, they were referring to this in politics, which it works great in politics too. But um, they said, when they look at a situation and they see what, both sides of an issue are presenting for a solution. They ask themselves, who benefits from this the most? And that is a very telling situation. And oftentimes you'll find the two that, you know, two sides to an issue are, you know, they're both benefiting, right? The, the people in need are never benefiting. So really each side is really looking out for themselves in the end. Uh, so, so it can be painted a lot of different ways. And, you know, as you've outlined, you know, when people are, saying rah 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 about something that is a good question to ask you know who's who's really you know who's benefiting and and what are they benefiting right can we really trust them in this um so i actually heard a more cynical version of what you just said and i don't remember all three points there's three points to it but the question the one i remember the two questions i remember is who's the one that's actually the study is for so you said hey um, LinkedIn is definitely something you need. Who's that link? Who's that actually for? Because a lot of times when people are saying, Hey, this is like changing our entire formats. This is absolutely something you do. It might actually be for mega churches. And so your church of um, hundred or 200 people probably are not going to benefit like that mega church. And so if you are a mega church, then you definitely need to consider doing whatever it is. Um, also, who is the person paying for the study? If it's a business trying to pay for the study, then the concern is, is are they being 100% up front or are their intentions a lot more skewed in that? And so, and there was a third one. I don't remember what the third one was, but basically like the information is here and you can read all the information you want, but like, what was the purpose? Like what was driving that data to be created in the first place? 
Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. We scared Blessing away. That's what happened. Um, yeah. You knew it was bound to happen sometime. He was like, you know what? I'm not subjecting myself to that anymore. That nonsense. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout.com.